2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Welcome in, podcast listeners. We have got a doozy of an interview for you. If you watch the Tiger King, Carol Baskin from the Tiger King, uh, as she was known by Joe Exotic, that bitch Carol Baskin. Well, she came on the show. And I think many of you are going to have a really interesting reaction to the 20 minutes she spent with us. We'll also talk with John Morosi about the latest in Major League Baseball and news breaks about positive test results for Stephon Gilmore and for more Titans players. What does that mean for the NFL? We discuss. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Plus, we take calls on the NBA ratings tanking and why we believe that is occurring. It's Outkick 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Live, but you get it on the podcast and it begins. First of all, the NBA's mercifully awful uh, ratings will soon be over. Uh, LeBron James and the Lakers are probably going to close this thing out on Friday. We have never seen in 40 years of NBA Finals games less people care about the NBA than care right now. I don't know if you guys saw this. But it's gotten so bad that Adam Silver came out and said, yeah, we're not going to put any political messages on the court going forward. As the NBA has to come to grips with the fact that their fan base has completely, ex- uh, completely exhausted their patience with the sport and just completely abandoned it. It's really unprecedented. They are seeing a collapse, the likes of which we've never seen before. In Game 3... Uh, and uh, now, in uh, in 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 terms of the audience, they were down seventy percent. Seventy percent fewer people watched the NBA Finals Game Three than watched two years ago when LeBron James was playing against the Golden State Warriors. Sixty percent fewer than watched with that awful, uh, people said, oh, well, you know, there's a Canadian team in the series, so not very many people are going to watch. I've never seen anything like it. And so Adam Silver has come out. If you didn't see the news, it didn't get a lot of attention. Surprise, surprise. Just like the Rudy Gobert condemning China didn't get a lot of attention because you can't trust most people in the media. If you you didn't miss it, I I can see, you know, why you didn't know about it. But the social justice warrior trappings of the NBA are completely disappearing. So... Adam Silver basically begging for forgiveness for tanking the entirety of the NBA. And I think Jason Whitlock had an interesting column at OutKick where he pointed out that LeBron James's biggest legacy is potentially going to be that he destroyed the NBA fan base. All the time that Ma- Magic uh, Johnson and Larry Bird and Michael Jordan spent to develop an NBA fan base and LeBron James has pretty much completely destroyed it. I want you to think about this for a minute. Over 30 million people watched Michael Jordan's final game in the NBA Finals. Five million people are watching LeBron James in the NBA Finals right now. Over 30 million for Michael Jordan. Five million now watching LeBron James play. Think about how unbelievable of a collapse in audience that is. And so many people in my industry are unwilling to talk about it because it points to the NBA turning its back on its entire fan base. But owners like Mark Cuban are ignoring it. So many people out there are totally unable or unwilling to talk about the basic truth, and that is that the NBA is in trouble. And by the way, the NBA players are going to feel it too. Because their salaries are about to all go down by 50% for next season. So all these NBA players that are like gotten so woke and they're like, oh, look how many Instagram likes I'm getting by being woke. You're going to make 50% less money under your salary than you were anticipating making. Maybe not even 50%. It's one of the most cataclysmic situations that I have ever seen an American pro sports league in that the NBA is finding itself in right now. So I hope you uh, wokesters out there are enjoying uh, the disaster that is the NBA's collapsing business. Most of you are not watching. it's why we haven't spent much time on the NBA. Major League Baseball is underway. Four different series officially playing yesterday. Uh, The Atlanta Braves, you know 2020 is wild when the Atlanta Braves have now won three straight postseason games and are trending towards the NLCS where it looks like they may end up playing the Dodgers. we got a couple of highlights of that for you out there. Here is the home run that put the Braves in control in the bottom of the seventh inning last night, or yesterday afternoon, I guess, more accurately than last night. Yesterday afternoon's home run by Travis Darnot to give the Braves control of that game.
0: 2-0. swinging a high fly ball deep to center field. Retreating is Sierra at the wall. It's gone three-run home run Travis Darno
1: and the Braves have seized control in the bottom half of the seven
0: fly ball hit to center off a cutter hit deep going back as Acuna at the wall he's got it on the warning track one step from the fence and the Braves have grabbed game one a six-run seventh inning and the Braves The energy level sky high after the hit batsman of Acuna in the bottom half of the third inning, and they made the Marlins pay dearly. Final score of game one, Braves nine, Marlins five.
3: I don't know why the Marlins decided to hit Acuna, and there seems to be uh, some debate about exactly what was going on there. But from that point forward, it really seemed to wake up the Braves. Acuna led off the game with a home run, as he's done so many times. And then he got plunked in the, in the butt, and they said, oh, you know what, it seems like it's kind of accidental, but Braves didn't take it as accidental, and they poured it on uh, after that. So Braves take control of their series. Also, late last night, the Dodgers took control of their series against the Padres. Here is what it sounded like for those of you who were in bed, such as me. I went to bed with the Padres up 1-0, and then this happened.
4: Turner has struck out and walked twice and he bounces a base hit into right field. Betts is on his way home, and he'll score. Justin Turner goes the other way, finds the hole on the right side of the infield, and the Dodgers take a 3-1 lead. 2-2 two and two to Jake Cronenworth with two out in the ninth. Here's the pitch. Grounded fair up the first baseline. Muncy's got it. Steps on the bag. The Dodgers win by a score of 5-1. to Now it's three down and ten to go.
3: Uh, that is the, uh, the Dodgers as uh, they get closer to advancing to the NLCS as well. Uh, the Yankees are tied up now with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros, who are uh, the, the, the most reviled team in, uh, in Major League Baseball, are up 2-0 uh, and maybe advancing to, uh, to the ALCS themselves just when you thought they were going to disappear uh, they've gotten hot as they move into the postseason and have a, uh, a possibility of, uh, of being able to play and continuing back in front of fans uh, if they were able to make it to the World Series. But uh, we will see exactly what happens there. That is the larger context. I also have some breaking news here. I believe that our cardboard cutouts have finally been located, if I'm not mistaken. First of all, Danny G, somebody's found me down the first baseline, we believe, in Chavez Ravine and sent us a picture, uh, and I'm pretty confident that that is me. Are we 100% certain it appears that that one of our listeners managed to find me?
5: Yeah, so our OutKick listener, Eric, found you and tweeted it out yesterday, which then I tweeted, and that's definitely you. And then Roberto went onto the Dodgers website, and he found a picture of himself Roberto, right next to each other oh you are okay because we can't see that in eric's photo but for some reason and maybe it's because i'm the one that sent all the threatening emails to everybody in the dodgers organization roberto hasn't tracked my cutout yet
3: so wait you and i are so am, am i cut out more than once or is there an error in play here
5: no 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 you're just once but in eric's photo you can't see who's next to you i guess roberto found on the dodgers website that he is one of the cardboard cutouts next to you
3: right but i thought we would determine that i was right by the first baseline are we actually by the no flagpole? We're,
5: we're, yeah we're by the flat the, the, yeah the see, pole. see eric didn't go into detail he just said first baseline so roberto found the actual location on how here. much time did you spend looking at this photo roberto well not much because i saw the the tweet that the guy had and he said we were by first base i just went through the website really fast it didn't take very long
3: uh, but so Danny G got left out.
5: <laughs> yeah, Danny G's nowhere to be found.
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is uh, that <laughs> is pretty ridiculous. Pretty
5: fitting after all the hours I spent on this. Yeah,
3: well, so the Dodgers not taking care of us, uh, is uh, that makes sense. Um, so I'm curious, and, and I'm going to open up the phone lines for this. The NBA, uh, as we get close, I think Friday probably the final game going to be played and the Lakers are going to close it out and win in five games. Usually, I watch the NBA Finals every game, watch it closely. I've had almost no interest in watching the NBA Finals this year, and I think that's because I'm like, well, this is not going to be a very competitive series, and I just totally anticipated that the Lakers would close out the Miami Heat, but also because, to be honest, the NBA has alienated me because it's not even just on the court. What? All, I feel like every television commercial that has happened since the NBA got into the bubble has been like, you're an awful human being. Like Every single one of them has been just lecturing me all the time. And I'm like, this is the least fun way to spend watching sports that I can ever remember at any point in my life. And the entire thing has just been an infomercial for woke sports. And it's literally everything that I hate about this era that we live in where it's all just vapid, not intelligent, stupid, uh, left wing sports shoved down my throat the whole time, whether it's the names on the back of the jersey, whether it's the written on the court, all of the all of the constant, incessant reminders to vote. Like I, I find it thoroughly unwatchable. And the vast majority of the American public, it sounds like, is agreeing with me because we have never seen a less-watched NBA Finals in our lives. And people out there who are like, well, all sports are down because that's what like the Mark Cubans of the world would argue. Not really. Major League Baseball is doing fine. The NFL, which looked like it might go down the woke path, has pretty much just gotten back to putting on football, and their numbers are down a little bit, but not massively. The SEC, which is wholly without politics and just puts on college football games, their ratings are up massively. And so you look at this and you say, man, the NBA uniquely is collapsing. So I'm curious for the crew, are you watching less of the NBA than normal? And I'm assuming with you, Danny G, you're such a big Laker fan that you're watching every minute.
5: Yeah, this is probably not a good topic for you to get California people's take on because the ratings for the NBA Finals, at least the last ratings update I saw for California, at least the numbers are good. But I could understand the rest of the nation not exactly being so interested in the heat. And I don't know if there were other teams playing besides my favorite team. I'm not sure how much more or less I would be watching, but I've been enjoying the NBA Finals.
3: What about uh, you, Dub? Have you been watching less of the NBA Finals?
6: Yeah, I guess I probably have. Uh, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, obviously, and usually the NBA Finals is something I'm always locked into, but it seems like this series, it's more of like a fourth quarter ordeal for me. For Which just not, the
3: gambling purposes, almost just see what happened. Yeah. Like there were a lot and of I mean, speaking
6: of gambling purposes last yeah. night. God bless you if you had Tyler Hero the oh, that a three, the three. The garbage three.
3: Yeah, the garbage three oh, covered boy. the spread for uh, Miami Heat betters. What about you, Eddie? Are you watching? I, I know usually you're all in on hockey, but are you watching the NBA finals at all?
4: Well, let's put it this way: I had a choice between the NHL draft and the NBA finals last night. I watched the NHL draft, which was not not good television. Would you,
3: but... uh, yeah? Would you ordinarily be watching more of the NBA finals than you are, or is it a conscious decision? How have you ended up watching the NHL draft as opposed to Game Four of the NBA finals? I,
4: I mean, look, it seems from what I am watching as highlights and reading stories that the Heat are competing, and they're you know they're a good team, but it just seemed like this wasn't uh going to be a real competitive final as far as the outcome of the series um i mean it's already 3-1 and it's pretty much over i mean can, does anyone see miami winning 3 in a row i would say absolutely no it's not. over uh well yeah but I, I look i was i was interested in seeing the clippers lakers series and if not that just, is actually, yeah, yeah and not just because i live in la but there was so much contention between people who work here involved in that series it was going to be you know just to get your popcorn ready and watch what what happens and see the fighting going on you know here in the, in our network studios but that didn't happen and so it just kind of sucked the life out of any interest i had in the nba
3: what about you roberto
5: yeah definitely watching both but i got the dodgers on the big screen and uh the lakers on my on my laptop
3: yeah you know, so so what's interesting to me is almost no one outside of me, is pointing out that the NBA has totally mortgaged its fan base. And I don't know whether people are going to come back next year when Adam Silver again has said, hey, we're taking Black Lives Matter off the court. Uh, I'm assuming maybe people will start to stand up for the national anthem again. I don't know. Uh, And also, they're not going to have social justice warrior slogans on their jerseys. But I'm going to open up the phone lines and allow people to weigh in. Are you watching less? The numbers reflect, again, 70% fewer viewers. If you were a business than the last time LeBron was in the finals, if you were a business and you lost 70% of your audience, all of you would be at that business having an all-hands-on-deck meeting. And most companies that lost 70% of their business would have to file for bankruptcy. I have heard that ESPN, which has a major relationship with ESPN, with, uh, with the NBA, is close to having to let go hundreds of employees because the NBA has tanked to such an extent in conjunction with the coronavirus overall that even coming back in the bubble hasn't been able to save them at all. Like they are losing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars because they're spending billions of dollars on the NBA. And this is when they're supposed to make their money back is when the NBA finals are going. And that's not happening at all because nobody is tuning in, and I have heard that ESPN soon after the finals is over is going to announce hundreds and hundreds of layoffs of their employees. This is what happens. When your business collapses, you have to lay people off. And the NBA players themselves and probably a lot of NBA teams, they are going to be making a fraction of what they were expecting to make. And I think there are going to be a lot of players looking around and saying, wait a minute, what decisions did LeBron lead us into making here? Why did we decide to get woke with our sport I signed to make $20 million, and this year I'm actually going to make $8 million. Or I signed to make 10, and now I'm going to be making four because the NBA's audience has just abandoned them. And this is what happens, right? The market always decides. And if you allow a tiny segment of your audience to overwhelm your existing business, then the market fires back. And I don't know how unintelligent NBA leadership could be, but the fact that Adam Silver is saying, even before the finals are over, basically, we're sorry. We're taking everything out of the game that has tanked it. I don't know if fans are going to come back. I really don't. I think this is a multi-year collapse that the NBA has created, and I think LeBron James's ultimate legacy is going to be he tore down much of the goodwill that Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan created in the league. I mean, guys, more people on average watched a Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN about the 1990 Bulls than have watched any of the big games for the NBA throughout these playoffs. It's truly unprecedented. And by the way, we got an open invite to Mark Cuban to come on the show because he loves to chirp at me. On social media, open invite to him to come on the show and explain why these numbers are not a big deal and try to put on the spin zone to discuss why this collapse doesn't matter in a big way. I just think
0: it does in a monstrous way. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Van Halen there playing in the background. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, the age of 65 years old, died yesterday. So Danny G is playing many of Van Halen's best hits. We have loaded lines. Lots of you want to weigh in. 877 996 6369. The ratings reflect that very many fewer of you are watching the NBA as basically the Lakers close out the series. I understand the Heat could come back from a 3-1 series deficit, but I would be stunned if the Lakers don't close it out on Friday to officially end the NBA season and put a wrap on the least watched NBA finals in any of your lives, just about. If you're uh, 40 years old or younger, There has never been a less-watched NBA Finals than what we are seeing right now. And it's a total collapse, and many people want to weigh in as a result. And I believe Kim in, uh, was it, Indiana, is the first OutKick VIP up who wants to weigh in? Yes. Kim, uh, what are your thoughts?
5: Good morning, Clay. Thank
2: you for taking my call. Um, I am a huge sports fan, and I'm definitely watching less. And I think the problem is when everything shut down, people found other things to do. Yep. So then when sports came back, they had to win people back. And you can't do that by trying to shove down our throats your political views and stances. Yep. It just doesn't work. And so if, for me, I don't think that they can win me back because I already know what they think. Yep. And why would I want any kind of relationship with somebody that feels they have the right to do that to me? So I'm out.
3: Thank you for calling. Thank Thank you you for being a VIP. I do think sports has gotten cocky. It's a really good point in general that when you suddenly stop everything, which sports did in March and April and May, and people have to find new ways to spend their time, their routines and habits change And as a result, you can't just anticipate that what you did before, everybody's going to come rushing back. You need to go court them and convince them that they are worth your time again, right? And I think a lot of sports have gotten cocky and arrogant and forgotten about the fans and that ultimately they're in the entertainment business. And the NBA has done a worse job of that than anybody because they've basically been saying to you over and over again, well, if you don't like it, don't watch. And a lot of people said, okay, I'm not going to watch. And as a result, they're taking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars right out of the NBA's pocket. And I think where the NBA is going to be in tough spot is when they have to start trying to sell tickets again. I think a lot of people are just going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to re-up with my season tickets. I'm not going to take my kids to go to a game. Remember, right now, they don't even have to worry about selling tickets. And I think this is going to be a major issue whenever they can actually have crowds again. Let's go uh, to the phone lines. Dubs got loaded lines, 877-996-6369, allowing you to weigh in. Basically, the NBA Finals ended last night. The Lakers take a 3-1 series lead. Is it over? It seems like it probably is. Friday will probably be the coup de grace for the least-watched NBA Finals of our lives. Are you watching less uh, or not? Let's go to the phones. Dub, who's up next?
6: Yeah, we got Jim in Pennsylvania.
3: Jim, would you ordinarily be watching the NBA Finals? Are you watching them less than ordinary? What you got for me?
6: I'm I'm hit or miss, and I'm watching the same. I always have. But but I got to take a a, a bone of contention with you, Clay, because you're always pretty balanced and fair. And I, I don't doubt for a second that the Black Lives Matter movement has pushed a lot of people away but to compare compare now 40 million uh, 40 million in June of, of 85 with Jordan or whatever versus now there's so much more going on right now in June you've got one baseball game game 67 of a baseball game can you not acknowledge that
3: right hold on now? Look, hold on let's think about what's actually going on right now Friday night when the NBA posted the lowest NBA Finals record of all time right Friday night in October. Many people are stuck at home, more so than ever before, with very little to do. Restaurants, by and large, close early. Bars aren't open like they ordinarily are. Friday night, when the NBA had Game 3, head-to-head, the only sporting event that was going on anywhere on television was the St. Louis Cardinals playing against the uh, the San Diego Padres. That was it. The only thing you could really watch on Friday night, now BYU uh, I think had like a million people watching their game against Louisiana Tech or whatever the heck it was, but that's far less competition in terms of televised sports because in June, and it's June of 98 was when Michael Jordan, they had over 30 million people watching that game. All of the Major League Baseball games would have been going on, so... You know, every right, but, but team would have been playing. Games, there would have been 15 different Major League Baseball games competing with the NBA Finals in June uh, of every year, pretty much. On right, Game count, 3, count, we had game, one Major League Baseball game.
6: Right, one one Major League Playoff baseball game. And in, in June, you'd have Game 67 of 162 games. Yeah, terrible. right, but
3: people but watch so, their favorite local Major League Baseball team. My point is, you're incorrect when you're saying there is more competition for your average NBA Finals game. In fact, if you look at the data this year, the NBA has been trying to avoid, like the game that we just saw last night, there wasn't very much to compete with in the grand scheme of things for the NBA again, and they will tank in the ratings. That, that I don't buy the argument. If you want to say, okay, well, sometimes they're competing against the uh, the NFL, well, that's happened once. In the first four games, the NBA has had to compete with one NFL game. And that NFL game, by the way, was the single worst NFL game basically on television. It was the (laughs) 0-3 New York Jets going up against the 0-3 Denver Broncos. And that game, by the way, the NFL game, over triple as many people watched the crappy 0 and 3 versus 0 and 3 NFL football game over the NBA finals. But in the first 4 games, people are like, "Oh, well, it's football season." In the first 4 games of the NBA finals, they have competed with one NFL game head to head. But Did he just drop an F bomb?
5: Did yeah,
4: anybody he hear did, the F bomb? Did that didn't go
3: out. That. This guy he called in, tried to make an argument, and then got mad and said and called me an effer. Good start. Good start for Jim in Pennsylvania. But the point is, people are going to be like the, the Mark Cubans of the world are going to call in and they're going to be like, well, there's way more competition now. No, they've competed with one NFL game in their first four games. One game. They went head-to-head with the Broncos against the Jets, which is probably the worst NFL game of week three. And that's it. Otherwise, there's been almost no sports competition for the NBA Finals. So people out there who are like, well, there's way more competition. No, there's not. There are less sporting events going on head-to-head with the NBA Finals, three out of the four games, than there has been ordinarily. And they're playing again on Friday, which will be no real sports competition in the world of the NFL at all. So, the five games that are likely to comprise the NBA Finals this year, they'll have one NFL game that they go head-to-head with. And that NFL game dunked all over them. But that's it. One NFL game. Otherwise, they played Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, and they are playing Tuesday, Friday. Right? Or Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the heck it was. They only competed, I believe it is, with one NFL game head-to-head. Who is... uh, Mike and Modesto, what you got for me?
5: He's on the VIP line here.
3: VIP line.
6: You know, Clay, only a lefty can deny the facts when the numbers say what they say. I can remember when, during the Colin Kaepernick thing in football, they tried to blame the election yep. for ratings being down in the rating sport, the king of kings. Yep. Here we are back in time, fast forward, the NFL learned quick. Okay, one week, that's it. We promise we're not going to kill our business. Yep. And then now you got basketball trying to shove it down our throats. I'm the biggest Laker fan for years, Clay. I'm also a big Dodger fan. I watch all of the Dodger game in the last five minutes trying to not look at the billboards or the back of people's jerseys because I don't want politics in my sports. That's my getaway people. Thank you, Clay.
3: <laughs> Mike Modesto, Who's up next? Uh, let's try not to drop any F bombs at me when I lay out facts and they un- make you uncomfortable. Who's next? Although oh, I don't had- mind if you curse at me. I think it's good radio. But Danny no. G's got to be on the got to be quick on the drop button to make sure that the first caller doesn't uh, doesn't get us an FCC violation. Who's up next?
6: Uh we got Jermaine and Charlotte.
3: Jermaine and Charlotte. What's
7: up? Hey, what's going on, man? You got a great show, man. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, I be you yeah, I got be very quick, man. Uh I guess um for me as an NBA fan, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think we kinda gone a little bit overboard with the um with with the social commentary. I tell you me personally, I think I haven't watched um any of the honest with you, but I think for me it's a different reason. I just don't didn't think the uh, the heat, the Heat-Lakers uh, series could be very um, competitive. You stood didn't buy into the
3: idea like, that it was going to be competitive.
7: Um, I don't know, man. Just, just uh, I guess just the way you're talking about it, uh, if you look to your know, um, other colleagues, um, so I guess Rob Polygon thought it would be, even though Chris B- from Star I thought, you no, know, it wouldn't be much of a series, and that thing just turned out to be. But um, I I think for for him all, just for me, um, it wasn't gonna be very competitive and um that's all basic basis for me. I think some for some people it just wasn't be competitive series and um I take out the air, man. You have a good one, man.
3: Thanks. Well, you know, last year people said, Oh, I don't think it's gonna be a competitive series between the Warriors and the Raptors. And people said, Oh, it's a Canadian team, I don't care about watching the Raptors and then we had the injuries. And it ended up being a super competitive series. Kevin, for people who don't remember, Kevin Durant came back, injured himself. Klay Thompson tears his ACL. Raptors find a way to win, I think in six. And the numbers were down, but the NBA would kill to have the viewership that they got for Raptors and Warriors last year, this year. And again, down 70% from the last time LeBron James was in the NBA Finals. 70%. Percent. I, I wish we could get, actually, Adam Silver on the show, to be honest. I think he would—I I think, you know, Adam Silver kind of looks like Nosferatu. If you've ever seen the old—those uh, old, were the first vampire movie, Nosferatu. It's a German movie. They made the first vampire movie, and the first vampire was called Nosferatu. Not Nosferatu. Dead ringer for Adam Silver. If we had Adam Silver, a.k.a. Nosferatu, on this show— And we said to Adam Silver, hey, did you expect for NBA Finals ratings to be down 70%? And he wasn't trying to be spin zone, and he was just being honest with us. He would say, oh my God, no, I never thought it would be this bad. If we got Mark Cuban on, and he stopped trying to be the idiot spin zone guy that he is on social media when he decides to slide into my mentions all the time, If we got Mark Cuban on the radio show and we said, Mark, did you ever believe that the NBA would have four or five million people watching the finals down from 35 million that watched with Michael Jordan was playing? He would have said, oh my God, no, I never would have believed that was possible. I just, they are, I believe, if they were being honest, they are in full on panic mode every morning when the ratings come out for these NBA games. And the players may not realize it, but they have totally tanked their brand. And I don't know how quickly people are going to come back. LeBron has turned the NBA into a niche sport. He's turned the NBA basketball into hockey. where like There's a diehard group of people that are going to watch hockey every year, but by and large it never has a broad national appeal. That is what is going on right now.
2: What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters?
3: we got a bunch of people who want to weigh in, 877-996-6369, uh, I think that's the number. Uh, we have lost a uh, 70% of the NBA playoff audience in the finals has vanished since the last time LeBron James played. What in the world has happened? Have you stopped watching? 877-996-6369. Who's up next, Dub? we got Eli in Connecticut. Eli, what you think? Hey,
6: thank you very much for taking my call first off.
3: Yeah, thank you for calling. What's, what's up?
6: Hey, so um, I'm not just a little bit of a sports fan, but I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. My entire life I grew up watching sports, football, basketball, baseball, all of it. I deployed a bunch of times while I was in active duty, and I would I would literally watch games. I, I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch a game. But what the NBA has done is they've ostracized all the people that don't like politics and their favorite thing, their one getaway, mixing. Yep. And so what it's done is this. They, they, they've created a system in which I, I don't know if they rebound from at all. Yeah. It, 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 it's mind-blowing. People like to watch sports because they can tune out life. And I don't understand how they don't understand this concept it it, it's utterly mind-blowing to me and I'm literally not watching the NBA finals for the first time in 30 years
3: yeah thanks for the call thanks for the service it's it's easy for me as a reasonable sports fan to look back and say this was so imminently foreseeable if you went back and listened to my show I told you exactly what would happen. You put social justice warrior slogans on jerseys. You put messages on the court. You refuse to stand for the national anthem. And by the way, you constantly ram down my throat the fact that I should vote. And by the way, you don't actually want me to vote unless I'm voting against Trump, right? It would almost be more honest. If the NBA just said, vote for Joe Biden. They're not telling you to go vote because they want you to go vote for Donald Trump if you're a Republican. They want you to go vote for Joe Biden. It would be somebody just emailed me that. They're like, hey, it would be more honest. I would respect the NBA more if they just said, hey, just vote for Biden instead of vote. They don't want you to vote for Trump. I mean, they want you to vote the way they want you to vote. They're lecturing you constantly. 877-996-6369. More of your calls next on OutKick.
0: This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. OK. Oh, oh.